Are you building a business while working full-time? My guest today is doing the same thing. In fact, her business is focused on helping those of us that are juggling it all. Dana L'Oreal Morales with Organize Holistically joins me today to talk strategy, time-saving hacks, and special tips that help those of us looking to expand ourselves in our spare time do so with ease and grace. Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Now, today's episode is a little longer than our usual episodes, and I encourage you to play this episode till the end. I don't know about you, but some of my favorite times to listen to long podcasts is when I'm cleaning house, so maybe that's what you're doing today. I really had fun chatting with Dana. She realizes how much support is out there for entrepreneurs and business, but sometimes it can seem that so much of that support is best suited for full-time entrepreneurs rather than those of us hustling in our spare time. That is what I love most about our conversation, two like-minded businesswomen chatting about the realness of being a mom, building a business, and working a job. Dana gives awesome pointers to help us all. And at the end of the episode, she has a special gift for anyone interested in getting more organized in their lives holistically. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I have our special guest, Dana. Dana, thank you so much for joining me. I've been totally digging your podcast. I had to reach out and ask you to come on here and share your wisdom nuggets with everybody. (laughs) So start by telling us a little bit about you and kind of how you got started doing what you do. Well, first of all, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I was very excited to speak to your audience as well. Um, as you said, my name is Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I am a holistic process strategist. I uh, work primarily with um, side hustlers and solopreneurs uh, in getting their businesses organized and getting the right processes in place. And so to answer your question about how I got to where I am today, uh, because my business did not start out this way, <laughs> um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spare you the beginning year details right now, but ultimately I work a full time job. I am a corporate. I work for a corporate law firm. I am a certified project manager, and so my trade is to really analyze the processes that we have within the in the firm and make sure that they are fitting the needs of the firm. And you know, when you're dealing with implementations and changing of processes, like that's a whole thing. And and our company is roughly between 450 and 500 individuals. So when you are dealing with process processes with that large of a a group of stakeholders, if you will, um, it's a lot that goes into it. And so in my day-to-day job, I was seeing what the company, now this is a corporation, so seeing what they were struggling with on a day-to-day basis from being a smaller company and growing really quickly, um, it really started putting some nuggets in my ear, right? Um, As far as what people may be struggling with from a business standpoint. Well, then later on, 
working with um, companies that are really small. So in the legal industry, I don't know if, if you're familiar, but in the legal industry, a lot of times the software that we use is very proprietary. It's very uh, industry specific. And so there are holes that someone sees needs to be filled. And so they develop a product that meets that one need. Um, And then it takes off because everybody in the legal industry wants it. And so that typically is for a small, you know, a small company um, develops this product and then they begin to sell it to these larger companies. So they begin to grow really quickly and there are huge gaps in their processes. And so in working with these various companies, I was seeing the holes from a small business standpoint as well. Um, And so I decided to really focus on that side of the house for um, small business owners um, and really help them navigate their processes within their business, both from a front office standpoint and a back office standpoint. And then just in in working with, um, and I'm going to have to go back a little bit because when I first started my business, I was dealing mostly with home organization. And so many of my clients were asking for help with their businesses and things that they were doing from their home. So all of that was kind of that back history. And then seeing all of this other stuff happening in my trade, I married the two basically um, and began to work with side hustlers and solopreneurs in getting their businesses set up properly, getting the processes established properly, helping them navigate their work life their side hustle life and their home life (laughs) because you I know are doing it yourself. And so understanding that that is a big thing and the industry, um, what I found was when you look at the trainings and things that were going on for entrepreneurs, a lot of them were focused on full-time entrepreneurs. They were focused on people who had a lot of finances and a lot of time and If you're a side hustler, you know, (laughs) that is not the case, right? And so I really wanted to focus my attention on that person, right? That, that needed um, someone to understand where they were coming from. And since that's what I do on a day-to-day basis, who better to teach um, that from that side of the house, but myself. Absolutely. And it's so true too, because so many people start out with an idea And I think kind of one of the um, side effects of being entrepreneurialistic is that you are, or we tend to be big picture thinkers and idea generators. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we also tend to be super optimistic. I know at least I do. (laughs) (laughs) And so we think, oh, this won't take long. I'll just set up this landing page, slap a few things together, and then bada boom, bada bing, I'm going to be making bank. And it just, all of a sudden you start coming up against you know, like I look at like a clock, you got to turn this clock cog and then over here, this is happening. And then this side mm-hmm. is changing. And all of a sudden you're in this wheel of firsts. Oh, but in order to get here, I have to do ABC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then- a lot of times people, they're so focused on that craft, you know, I, you know, you're great at making t-shirts or you're great at selling real estate, or you're great at fixing air conditioners but you don't think about what comes into place around that. And so they're like, I just want to make a cake. 
<laughs> you know, I just want to sell my cakes and my pies. I don't care about the financial. I don't care about, you know, taking in clients, although I know I need them. Yeah. I just want it to magically happen. <laughs> so true. I totally get that. And yes, and I think that's why it's so great that you do what you do because um, so many of us are, and it's, and maybe it isn't even that we don't want to, or we don't, it's not our, we're not akin to it, but we just don't have time. It's the time and it's the not knowing what you don't know, right? Because a lot of times you'll hear the buzzwords, but you're like, oh, it's okay. I've got this over here. You know, I, I'm, I'm taking care of it. It's getting done. But the question that I like to ask is, is it getting done in the most efficient way? And how much, you know, how much time are you taking to do this in the way that you're doing it? Yeah, you're getting it done. But if you're taking, you know, let's say three hours to do this one thing, if I can get it down to 10 minutes, is it worth the time? You know, is it worth taking that moment, you know, those 10 minutes to get it right um, so that you can do it? Well, and how much more could you get done if you Mm -hmm. had that extra time? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the, that's the beauty of it. And even better, you know, outsourcing or automating anything that could take that off your plate. That's always a rock star move too. (laughs) So tell me what, um, tell me a little bit about like, how do you work with your clients? Maybe you can give us an example of somebody that you helped and kind of what kind of a difference it made for them. Okay. So I have two different paths, right? So I have my on-demand membership and I also have one-on-one services. So I'm going to talk about the one-on-one services um, first. So with one-on-one services, it's usually focused around a specific problem or it's, it's people either come to me for a specific problem or they come to me and say, I just need help, right? Um, And so this one particular client that I was working with um, was really just having just some structural problems in their business. And it was really just, I just need help. I don't know what I don't know. And so we went through and did a mapping session for them. And so what a mapping session is, is basically where we sit on a Zoom call and um, really walk through their business from beginning to end. And it's really me asking a lot of questions about how they're doing, what they're doing, what they're using, all of these different things. And so by the end of that session, it's usually um, if we're focused on a specific uh, process, um, let's say it's your intake process, that may just be an hour and a half session where we're sitting and we're going through those questions. And then I create a mapping, uh, a map for them, a process map for them, where this is your current state and this is your future state, meaning this is where you are today. And here are where I'm seeing leaks and a leak, um, I refer to a leak. It's where there is a gap in your process where I am seeing that either money is going out, like it's not coming to you, um, or it's where maybe it's a client or a customer that eventually will fall off because the customer service isn't there or some piece isn't working as it should. Um, And so I will create that map and let you know, okay, here's where I'm seeing leaks And this is what you need to do to resolve this leak. And then we figure out what is, what are the priorities of these leaks and how do we go about getting those things done? So it's helping you order your steps in your business as to what needs to come first, what's most important for me to spend my time addressing. 
Um, this also allows us to look to see if your business is right size, right? So a lot of solopreneurs inside hustlers tend to bloat their system base, meaning that they have listened to all the gurus and everybody out there who's suggesting these great products and the products they're suggesting are great, right? But they're not right for you where you are in your business today. So it may be right for your business in year three, or it may be right for your business in year five, but today it is not right. Or do you have multiple systems that are all doing the same thing and you can really get those shrunken down into the one system that you truly need? Um, And so we go through all of those processes. So you leave that session with a plan of action uh, report. And so that lets you know kind of Here's ordering your steps. You get to choose what you do or what you don't do, but at least you have a plan, right? Um, And so that varies. I have clients who come and they just do the one session because they're dealing with a specific issue and they want to get that resolved and then they come back. I have others who are just constant, you know, going through and they keep coming back and say, okay, we've done that. Now let's do the next step. Um, And then I have others, like I said, that, that, financially can't afford to do one-on-one sessions. And so that's one of the reasons I created the membership academy. It's called Organized Academy Vault. And so that is a a monthly membership. And I basically take the information that's in my brain and the things that I've done with my one-on-one clients and I've recorded it and I've given instructions. So it's a DIY type of environment. And so individuals can kind of watch the videos and do the pieces that they are ready to do when they're ready to do them, even if it's at 2 a.m. in the morning, right? Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So you're not even just about helping people with efficiency and time saving. It's also systems and strategies kind of Mm -hmm. all around. It's holistic. It's everything. And I mean, I, most of my clients now come to me for business purposes, but we sometimes end up getting into homes, right? So I had one client that just was struggling with finding time to even do anything. And it's looking at, okay, let's break this down. Let's really look at what your time map is and look at all your productivity times, you know, where are some places in your home life that you can get help, right? Um, I was on another podcast recently, and we were talking about how we as mothers tend to enable our family <laughs> because we want to be the nurturer. That's our natural, um, the things that we do naturally. But in being a, a natural nurturer, sometimes we're enabling our family. And ultimately, as a person wanting to make money in a side hustle, that's not going to work. Right. And so it's being able to set up systems in your home that help your family help you um, from washing clothes to putting up dishes and doing the normal day to day chores in the in the house. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to give you a small tidbit of, of this piece, but because this is something that many people just don't even think about from a standpoint of when you create systems in your home, are you creating them for you? Are you creating them for your family? So are you hanging your children's clothes on a, a, like you have a five-year-old, right? So when you think about her closet, is her closet set up for her to be able to go into her closet and get her own clothes? Or do you have things so high that she can't reach them and she has to ask mommy, right? 
And that I see that happens throughout the entire home where we set things up for us. And so really helping people navigate that as well, because that in turn will find more time for you to then work in your business. Um, so it is fully holistic. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. I mean, I can see how impactful and beneficial that would be. And I, and I, and you're absolutely right. I think more so for women, I don't, I can't say for men cause I can't speak for them. I'm, I'm a right. woman, <laughs> but I do feel like we've put so much pressure on ourselves and then we feel, mm-hmm. you know, inadequate when really we can just flip the script and put people in a place to help us. I know for me, I've learned that I just have to ask for help. I'm so bad yes. about asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. as I do, people will jump up and say, I'm like, Hey, can we please get this done? And all of a sudden it's done. But you know, yeah. I used to not do that. I would just go do it and grumble and feel mm-hmm. so overwhelmed. And it's like, whew, you know, we can be our worst enemy in that, in that, area. So sometimes having an outside perspective like you to come in and mm-hmm. say, Hey, look, let's try it this way. Uh, I think could save a lot of time. Yeah. And a lot of that came from when, you know, the old version of my business, when I realized that I did not like going into people's homes and actually physically organizing their stuff. And it's not because I don't like organizing, but it's because I felt like I can come in and organize your stuff. But if I'm not teaching you how to maintain this or how to do it for yourself, it's going to be right back a month later, you know, and and just understanding the foundation. And so I began teaching the foundation to families. And a lot of the stuff I was hearing was, well, if she would just ask me, you know, I would be willing to help, or I don't know how to help. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I can unload the dishwasher, but I just put stuff where it makes sense for me. And mom is like, oh my gosh, (laughs) why did you put that bowl over here? That obviously goes over there, you know, but it's because they don't understand how you set things up in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense to them. So really sitting down with your family, having, and it sounds old school, but having family meetings talking about, well, where do you think this should go? Or does this work for you? No, it doesn't work for me because I'm, you know, six foot and you're five foot. And so you're putting stuff I use down here where you can reach it. But, you know, that doesn't make sense because it's taking up space that is very valuable to the the wife, for example. And the husband's like, you can put my protein up on the top shelf. Why are you putting it down here? And it's taking up room for the kids. Right. But it all came from the conversation. And so I help to facilitate those conversations as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, You know, I could totally see that. Of course, my attitude has always been, well, it's where I put it. So you just better figure out where it goes. (laughs) But I will say this. I will say this. I have definitely learned to lower my expectations and my standards. That has been my saving grace. You know, teaching my kids to do their own laundry. Oh, my gosh. It's not folded. It's okay. I'll have matching socks. I, I know if I did it, it would be better, but right. Right. It's listen, it is so funny because my daughter one day and she was young at this point and she was folding. I want to do it. I was like, okay, fine, do it. And she took, you know how pants are. She took the legs and folded them up like this. And I was like, no baby, that's not right. She's like, I want to do it. I was like, okay, fine. Let me tell you something. Guess who folds her pants like that now? (laughs) Because she folded it and it fit her. I was like, no, I would have never done that. But it's because I allowed her to do it, you know, and and didn't try to coach her to do it the way I think is right. And so I think we we can learn some lessons from the children. 
Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. How about being in the moment? Right. <laughs> Singing, right. You know, doing the chores. I love it. Yeah, no, that's so, that's so true. I think those are just huge things for, for moms and for women. So let's, let's dive a little deeper into business strategy and kind of people who might have a full-time job like we do. What are some, you know, three power tips, let's say that um, these, you know, mompreneurs can, can wrangle that can give them a little bit of uh, flexibility in their day in their day-to-day in their day-to-day okay so the first one i will say is that you need to find your productivity time and productivity time is that peak of the day or that time of the day where like you are the most productive right and as a person who is working a full-time job obviously you you can't do that during your full-time job time frame so look at your other times and figure out when do you have productivity time so that you can figure out what you're going to do during that, that time frame. Okay. So let me help you, your listeners get to that point. So as a full-time employee, you know, what time you have to be at work, you know, what time you get up in the morning, you know, you know, pretty much your routine. So I encourage you to write all of that out and try to figure out the kind of the gaps of time. Don't fill in your work time. Look at, okay, and I'll just do it kind of live here. So I work eight hours a day. So I have to be at work at nine o'clock. You know, I leave work typically around five o'clock to pick up my daughter. So I know in the mornings there's no work happening, right? So I say, okay, I get up at, you know, six o'clock, 6.15, get ready for school, drive, So there's usually an hour of commute time, work time, hour commute time at the end, and then I'm home. So at that point, right, I add up those hours and figure out what that looks like. And I subtract because everybody has 24 hours in a day. And so you want to subtract that from that amount. Then you got to add in your sleep time because we as solopreneurs tend to skip out on sleep a lot of times that because you're going to burn yourself out. So look at six to eight hours of sleep, add that in per day, subtract that from the 24 as well. So whatever you have left, that is what you have time to do family stuff, to do work stuff. Like that's what you have left. And you look at every single day and figure out what productivity time do I have in here to work on my business? It could be 30 minutes. It could be four hours. Everybody's, you know, productivity time is a little different when it comes to how you can work in your business. And so that allows you to kind of map out what you're going to focus on for the day. So let's just pretend like you have 30 minutes on Monday, four hours on Wednesday. So on Monday, I'm going to say, what types of things can I put into this 30 minute pocket, right? I'm not going to schedule a podcast interview for Monday on that 30 minutes, because you can't do that in 30 minutes, right? So I'm going to look at, okay, can I do, you know, social media posts during this time? Can I uh, go in and edit a podcast? Or can I go in and write a blog post? Like figure out, everybody has their own thing, but figure out what you can fill into that 30 minute pocket and kind of your schedule out that way, because what that's going to then do is set your expectations of what you can actually accomplish. Because as you said earlier, there are so many things that we throw at ourselves and we over promise. And then in the end, we're burnt out. 
And we're frustrated that we haven't accomplished as much as we want to accomplish at the end of the week or the end of the month, because we feel like we're in the same exact space. Or we're comparing okay? ourselves so to moms who product- have like eight hours of, of, you know, work from home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because the mom who has the, you know, toddler through, you know, I would say probably 10 year old, your world looks completely different from the person who has the teenager, right? Because a teen, like my daughter is a little self, self-efficient now. And so I can say, Hey baby, I've got to work right now. And she will leave me alone. I say, leave me alone. She'll keep coming in, you know, climb on my back, you know, do all those things. But generally she will leave me alone, but a toddler, <laughs> when they want you, they want you. And so knowing kind of how that works, when do they go to sleep? Maybe, you know, if they go, like my daughter goes to bed around 8.30, you know, so I know at eight from 8.30 until I go to bed is my time to do whatever I need to do in my business. I got to figure out if hubby needs some time, you know, do you need some QT? No, I'm good. Okay, great. This week, I'm going to focus on these things during the week. And, and as you begin to really evaluate your time from that perspective, you are going to begin to see some shifts in your, in your overall ability to finish things because you have a more realistic view of what you can do and do it for the weekends as well. Right. Because most solopreneurs do most of their stuff on the weekends. Um, And so, but don't say I'm going to work all day, Saturday and Sunday. That's not realistic. Um, So really just figuring out what those pockets are. I think that's like tip number one, I think for, for your listeners, um, I, I like wrote some things down because I'm like, hmm, what do I think is really like, tell me from your perspective, Lindsay, what is something that is a struggle that you deal with? So I think my biggest struggle is, and, and it's something I've really wrangled here this last couple of months is kind of something you alluded to earlier, Dana, when you were talking about finding people who started listening to all the gurus and putting all these things into their business. I kind of have called it shiny object syndrome where mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'm i building a passive income business. So what that means is I'm putting a lot of time and energy into my business and I'm not seeing a lot of financial reward yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm intended it that way because by the time that the money comes in, then my time, you know, it's, it's a trade-off. Well, right. I, get, I get caught up in this lure of, of these coaches who, you know, launch a business and make 10 grand their first month. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm over mm-hmm. here like, maybe I should do that. And I know that I'm switching gears and I can't do that. I have to keep my blinders on. I have to stay focused. So I literally have narrowed down my tasks to two things. Create my course. That's one. And I'm writing a book. That's two. I don't do anything else. Well, in my podcast, that's the, that's just an ongoing mm-hmm, routine mm-hmm. now, but I, re- right. I, I struggle with that so much. Like I just think, oh gosh, I should come over here or I should come do that. Or look what that guy's doing. That's such that's, a great idea. I could do that I'm, too. I'm you know, I'm so glad that you said that Lindsay, because that is the number one thing. You know, I love to ask people these questions because it's like, yes, you are not the only one who deals with this. You know, I think the number one thing, you and everybody else who is dealing with this in their business is number one, you need to understand what your passion is, what your purpose is, what your, you know, your value statement is for your business and your goals. And keep that in the forefront of your mind because everything that you do process-wise, function-wise, everything you do 
should be aligning with all of that. And if it's not, you need to let it go. And that is one of the main things that, that helped me make that shift in my business is because I'm like, I, you know, first thing, you know, when I went into business, so I'm, I'm going back a little bit. When I went into business, I went into business because my husband was going through the immigration process. So I was like, you know, if we end up not getting approved, I'm going to have to have a job and I don't speak Spanish. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? So I said, okay, I'm going to start a business. That way, if this happens, I'm good. I'm, you know, I don't have to look for anything else. Well, hello, I started a business doing physical organization. Does that really make sense? If we <laughs> can't stay here, I lose all my clients, right? And so when I really began to think about, not only was it not in alignment, but when I looked at what I was physically doing, I was not enjoying it anymore, you know, because I didn't want to physically organize. So I had to shape my business in a way that made it in alignment with what my goals were at the time. And so over time, my, of course, my goals for my business shifted and everything that I do had to shift with those goals. And so if you are, your goal is to have passive income. And like you said, it is really about doing the legwork ahead of time and reap the benefits afterwards. So you got to keep your eye on the prize and not, and I loved your verbiage of the blinders, right? The horse, you know, I think of the racehorse and they got the blinders on and you cannot keep looking at everybody else because everybody else's story is completely different. And one of the things that I talk about in my business is you have to do things that are unique to you. They are organic to you. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else as long as it makes sense to you and the people who are involved with your particular business, right? One example of that, and this is not business, but it, it aligns with that, that sentiment. Um, my daughter um, does not have a laundry basket in her room. And my mom thinks that is the craziest thing ever. She's like, she needs a laundry basket in her room. I'm like, she doesn't take a shower upstairs. She takes a shower in our bathroom. And so therefore she takes her clothes off in our bathroom. So why would I then put a laundry basket in her? That just doesn't make sense. She doesn't take her clothes off up there. And so we have taught her to take it either in our laundry basket or in the laundry room. That's all downstairs. So that is a perfect example. If I listened to mom and I did everything that she said to do, it would not be in alignment with the goals that we have for our home and the way that we do what we do in our household. So the same thing applies to your business in, you know, don't go setting up these huge things to help, you know, bring in money. You need to start advertising your, your course or whatever your passive income situation is going to be. You need to go out there and start really pushing it. Well, are you ready to do that? You know, is that going to add another layer of stress to your business that you aren't prepared to handle right now? And in most cases, you know, I find that that's contrary to what we're supposed to be doing. Well, and I got to add this because this has been something I struggle with in alignment with that is being able to give myself grace and Uh forgiveness and just know that, yes, Lindsay, I know you're a rock star. I know that if you had even because I only get like five hours a week to work on my business, Uh like if I know if you only had five hours a day to work on your business and think how much you've done with five hours a week, look what you could be doing. And I know you're ready. I know you want it. But this is where you're at today. We are just going to keep moving forward. Like I talk to myself like a little cheerleader. Like I just want myself to do that. Because I know I get so, I don't know what the word is. If it's, 
I think sad. I just get sad sometimes because I feel like it's not happening fast enough. Mm, it's but not happening fast enough. And you see the other people and you're like, oh gosh, I really want to be there. Right. Yes. But I like to say, you know, look at the value that you're putting in. Like, look, you're taking your time to do what you're doing. And when you look at adults, you go fast, but is it going to, you know, what are you putting out? What are you pouring into it? Because my guess, Lindsay, is that you're pouring tons of love and effort into what you're doing. That's what's going to show on the other side. Um, and, and as people who are taking their time doing it and solopreneurs, like this is like, rule, you know, the king rule of all rules is to walk your path, your journey, and not try to do what everybody else is doing. Because just because they look like they're achieving and look like they're succeed does not mean that that's the reality of their situation. Yeah. And you also don't know the stress behind the scenes. Right? I know so many people spend so much time and effort trying to put on the facade of success, but in the back it's all jacked up. You know, and there's tons of stress. There's tons of frustration. You know, families are falling apart because they are so hyper-focused on this unachievable goal that they've set for themselves. It's just not realistic for where they are in their lives. And so that's, I'm a huge proponent of do your own thing. (laughs) Set your own rules, you know? And I love that you're a cheerleader for yourself. Well, somebody's got to be. Yeah, yeah, I (laughs) love Uh, okay. <laughs> Cause you know, and that's what I say, you'll get, who else is going to like, you can't ask somebody else to be your cheerleader. If you're not going to cheer for yourself, like so be on true. my team, I got to be on my own team first, you know? So, yeah. And it's funny because you mentioned like seeing this over here and that over there. And one of the rules that I have uh, with a lot of my clients is like, as we're going through this process, I don't want you to buy anything. I don't want you to you know what? And I'm not anti any other coaches. I'm not anti, you know, you listening to other people, but when you're hyper-focused in getting this particular goal done, I'm like, don't go creating new process, like things that you've got to put your focus on. You're hyper-focused on this one thing and let's get this nailed down. And then you can move on to something else. And so like, I have clients who literally will buy just like they are the the client that a lot of people look for of just they'll buy anything, you know, and I'm like, stop buying stuff. Don't buy anything else. Like you're on punishment. I love that. <laughs> because, you know, that you actually, know, everything. that's great advice. I have to say, because I had to give myself that advice. I not so much that I love to go buy everything, but I was, um, I don't know. Have you done any, like, especially in your career, have you done any like personality profiling or understanding personality types? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I love that kind of stuff. I, in my career, I did the same like thing. And I know with my, with my personality type, I have, mm-hmm. I am an idea person and I am a driven person. I'm the D person, but when it comes to the, the systematic follow through and finish it till it's done, that is my weak spot. And I recognize that. Mm -hmm. But I also recognized that some of the most successful people in the businesses I was working in were the systematic individuals. Do you have podcasting questions? Are you looking for a community where you can learn and grow as a podcaster? Hi, I'm Greg, creator of Indie Drop-In Network. Join me and Jeff Townsend, aka the Indie Podcast Father, 
on Twitter Spaces every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for Podcasting Power Hour. Every week, we are joined by experts on different aspects of podcasting to help the community learn and grow as creators. We tackle questions from podcasters at every level. Just go to podcastingpowerhour.com for links to the space and to hear previous episodes. That's podcastingpowerhour.com. The people who mm. could pick and just do the same thing every day until that thing got done, those people were yeah. way more successful than people like me. So I kind of intuitively saw that and said, I need to do more of this. And it is so hard. It is so hard. It is. I, and I love that you tell your clients that. And clients, you need to listen to her. <laughs> because... <laughs> It is seriously into that. Like there are, and, and I think it's even worse for solopreneurs and side hustlers because your list is so long, like your list, you know, I know in, in my full time, you know, in my trade, I see people who have their list and and some of you guys may be like this and you, you write out your list every day and you want to mark it off. Right. And that list, you you have one list for the day and there's only so many things on the list. But if you look at the parent list, it is ever going and you feel like it's never going to end. And there's always another big thing that you've got to deal with. And so it is important for you to really narrow that list down and really hyper focus in. And that's going to lead me to the other point, because I knew that you wanted me to give a couple of points. So another point that I want to share is that it's important for you to break things down. Most of us create tasks that are extremely too large, right? So set up website. No, that is too big. You've got to break that thing down. You know, your set up website task actually should be, you know, purchase domain, purchase hosting, if that's the route that you're going to go. Um, figure out your, you know, what are your value statements? What get your verbiage defined? All of those are separate tasks under this big umbrella of setup website, right? And so a lot of us, what happens, we create this huge mega task and then we get stuck because we're like, oh gosh, this is so hard. It's so overwhelming. There's so many pieces that I've got to think about and I don't even know where to start. Right. And you had a podcast episode and it must have been, was it the recent one where you were talking about content curation like yes. in a year? Yeah. So, I mean, the way that you break that down is the exact same way that people need to really tackle their tasks, because um, if I break my website development, for example, tasks down. Let's say that I end up with 30 small mini tasks. That, you know, purchasing a domain takes what? Five minutes. And so that's something that you've marked off. So in that 30 minute block that you had on Monday, guess what? I can mark that off. I can purchase hosting attainable goals. And so you're feeling like you're achieving more and you're beginning to see how the synergy of what you're doing makes sense for the next thing. And sometimes by doing this one thing, it eliminates a whole bunch of extra stuff because you're doing it in the right order and in the right process. And so that is, I think, another major um, tip that I can give is really look at the task, your task list and see is this at the bottom level? Like, can I break this down anymore into many 
steps? And if so, do that and then try to figure out how much time it's going to take you to do those things. And if you're feeling like it's going to take you more than an hour, then really ask yourself, what else can I break? How else can I break this down? And if it's truly a task that takes an hour, what I recommend that you do is break it into parts. So you say part one of this task, I'm going to work for it. Let's say you're writing a blog post and like, I'm not the best writer. So I say, you know, I need an hour to write a blog post. Okay, well, I'm going to write for 20 minutes and I'm going to take a break. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to read what I wrote. And then I'm going to continue on and and write another 20 minutes. Because what that allows me to do is really process what I'm doing and keep it flowing. And and if I get distracted in 20 minutes, it's okay. I can come back to it and and finish that, that task. Get it to a stopping point, I guess is what I'm saying. Yep. And that is actually a really good tip for people who don't know how much time things will take. Like, Mm -hmm. For me, Mm -hmm. I I really struggled with this course I was creating. I had outlined the course. Mm -hmm. I had even, I even had the Canva like course uh, doodads all done and everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. legitimately, all I had to do was record the darn thing and upload it to my teachables. Like that's Mm -hmm. where I was at. Okay. And for some reason, I was struggling so hard with just getting that done. It felt like this giant elephant and I could not Mm -hmm. break it down. I had it broken down into slides. Like it would have just been easy, but for some reason I was stuck and I don't know why I think it was just the enormity of the whole thing in the end. Mm -hmm. So so what I did is very similar to what you just described with the blog. I committed to working on that course every day until it was Mm -hmm. done. If I only had 30 minutes to work on my business, that's what I was doing. If I had yeah. an hour, that's what I was doing. And I just, that was all I did for until it was done. It was so annoying. I was like, I just, is this over yet? I just want this. To like what else is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's, I had the same situation. I mean, and again, you know, I was creating the, like the, the way that the membership works, Organized Academy works is that these are just min- their trainings. Some of the trainings are long and some are like mini trainings where a client has said, I'm trying to X, Y, Z, or I need to blah, blah, blah. And so I will create a recording. I may be showing a screen. I may just be talking, but I've got to record it. Right. And so I was really like, oh my gosh, I, I need to find some time, some quiet time where everybody's not making a ton of noise for me to record this session. And then I realized, like, wait a second, who are your clients? Your clients have kids. They understand noise. You know, I'm like, okay, listen, uh, you may hear some stuff and I keep it moving, you know, and keeping it to three minutes, five minutes, you know, doing smaller snippets really helped me um, when I didn't have a whole bunch of time or when the ta- when the item wasn't super large, right? Um, because what I was doing was trying to address an entire, like, a full process in one video. And again, talking about aligning with the goals. When I really sit down and thought about it, I'm like, my clients are busy. They're not going to have a lot of time to sit down and watch an hour long video. So instead of doing that, I broke it down into the steps and each video addresses a step of the process. So if you only get through video two, you've got through the second step of the process and you can come back and do the third step, you know? And so, but it took me really getting out of my own head and stopping and saying, okay, why are you stuck here? What is the problem? 
and, you know, and then addressing the pro- the underlying problem, which would help me move forward. And that's pretty much what you did of saying, okay, I'm setting a goal of a day, you know, working on this every single day, no matter how long, what I've done, I'm going to put a notch in the, in the belt of something getting done each day on this course. Yep. Until yep. it's done. So that's. Yeah. Cause you know, I really struggled when I started recording, not realizing a, how long it was going to take, B, about editing it, C, you know, just going through, or I would record it and then think, oh man, I should have really said this <laughs> one extra thing. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh man. So then I want to start over and do it again. And it's like, okay, I mean, I want to produce quality content and I, I want it to be really good because it is a one-time thing. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, we just also, as, as I've heard before, I don't remember who said it, but sometimes done is better than perfect. So yes, yes. <laughs> and like you said, grace, you have to give yourself grace. And you know, it's like, if you forget something in a recording, hello, who hadn't done that? Record a little small snip and say, Hey, forgot to tell you this and put it, you know, with it, you know, who said you can't do that. And then once you get the course done, if you want to go back and record, you know, the perfect video, I put that in quotes, you know, (laughs) you can do that. But I've had times when I literally, I was like, I don't have time to record this video, but my client needs this information. So I just typed it out and posted that and said, I'll record a video later, but here's the information you need, you know, and they didn't care. You know, it was a matter of, I need X, Y, Z, let me get it to you in whichever way I can. And understanding the grace of the matter and understanding that it's about the con- the value, right? And the quality of what you're doing, um, not the quantity, not the perfection of it. Um, and that is a huge piece of overcoming a lot of time suck, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> the, you well, know, you know, and you know what else it dawned on me that I didn't know this going into course creation, but somebody, I don't know where I heard it, but somebody mentioned that. Oh, you're going to go back and re-record your stuff often. And I went, huh? What? I, I was like, excuse me? Yeah. yeah. She said, she said, you're going to go back and you're going to change it again. And you'll think of things later you'll want to add. And that's the beauty of it. Because when people buy your course, you're keeping it relevant. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. and I mean, mm-hmm. at first I yeah. thought, what a bummer, because I don't have that much time now. I don't want to be editing this all the time. But on the other side of the coin, once I get it going and I do have the more time in my schedule, then that isn't going to feel like such a big burden. So I had to remind myself the future isn't going to look like the now, you know? And you think about the person you are today, when it comes time, when that time comes, you are going to be so, this is going to be second nature to you. So to re-record it, you know, in your mind at that time is a a no-brainer. It's a no big deal. You know, I think about me back when I first started recording versus me now. Um, you know, I did a podcast episode, an episode about my podcasting experience, right, and my journey. And one of the hu- biggest lessons that I learned after doing season one, you know, I was the scripting, you know, I'd script it out and I'd try to read it perfectly. And I was hemming and humming. And, and so when I had to go to edit, I had to edit all that stuff out, right? I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. Let me edit that out. Well, it was taking me forever to get an episode done. And so I realized once I introduced guests that the conversation just flowed. It was very natural. Even though I said, um, and hum during the conversation, 
it seemed very natural. And so I started recording my podcast that way. It was more of an outline format and I just knew my speaking points. I don't have a problem looking down, you know, because mine is a video and an audio um, podcast. And so I just look down and I say, here's the point that I'm trying, you know, that I'm trying to make. My editing process is literally at the most five minutes, if that. Sometimes I don't even have to edit it. And so that, you think about the time <laughs> that I got back, you know, because I want to say my editing process was a good five hours, if not longer, yep. uh, beforehand. Oh, my God. So, you know, looking at five hours to five minutes, like, oh, gosh. And it just really was me sitting in it and saying, what is it about this that I cannot stand? Mm-hmm. You know, what is not working? And then figuring out what I could do instead, what what actually was working and then figuring out how I could how I could finagle things in the right way. Well, and you know, I bet you run across this too with a lot of your clients and probably even with yourself, you know, you, you think about your professional career and you, and it's, you become, everything becomes old hat. It becomes easy. Like you forget what it was like to be a new person, you know, when you first start your job or you're just learning a new business or you get somewhere new, you forget Mm -hmm. what that's like. And when you go out and start being your own person, your own business person, you're in the bot. You're the little fish in the big pond again. You're the little fish. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it's okay. like, you know, when I start talking. About, yeah, it is extremely OK. <laughs> you know, I when I start working with clients like in processes that they've never had to do, you know, you think about financial systems. Most people don't have to work with financial systems on a day-to-day basis. They don't really focus on profit and loss statements, right? They may balance their checkbook. They may know what's coming in and out of their household, but have unless they're an accountant or love doing that, you know, most people don't do that by nature. And so when we begin to really dive into that piece, most people freak out. They're like, oh gosh, I just can't. I just want to go hire an accountant. I just want to you know, and I'm not anti-accountant, but at the same time, there are some basic steps that you as a business owner can do and should know how to do because you are running a business. Do you want to really put all your eggs into this one person's mindset that, you know, it's your business? I don't, I don't want to have to depend on this accountant to tell me if my business is making money or losing money, you know, or if I need to shift some things in my business, I should be able to look at the numbers and figure that out on my own. And, and that's a simple um, lesson that is taught in, you know, that I teach in Organized Academy. And it's, it's nothing that, you know, I'm not an accountant, but I know how to read the numbers and what you need to do to be able to know, do I, do I really need to spend $50 a month on this product? Because right now I'm in the red. <laughs> so I'm taking money from my household to pay for this thing right. or going out and getting a loan for my business that I shouldn't be getting because I just don't know how to read my numbers and how to adjust things in my business appropriately. And well, so, and that's, you know, and that's huge. It goes back to, to what we were talking about earlier and feeling like that fear of missing out, like, oh no, I need this in my business. And really mm-hmm. st- taking a step back and going, do I though? And do I even have time to, uh, what do you call it? Integrate it like mentally, you know, there's all these courses uh-huh. people are offering. And I've just come to this conclusion that 
I ain't got time. <laughs> I'm just right. Like, right. No, because I, I don't mean, have time. You're just going to distract me from what I'm doing over here. <laughs> like, from the focus. Right. From your yeah. focus. I mean, I love a good freebie, but it has become such a buzzword of late that like I will sign up some for some freebies and then I get them and I'm like, this was a total waste of my time. Like this didn't tell me anything that I didn't already know. Mm -hmm. This didn't provide any value. You know, there's a such thing as a valuable freebie versus just a freebie, you know? Um, And so it's important for us to really look at, like I said, what we're doing, why we're doing it, is it in alignment with our goals? If you don't want to use a freebie to build your email list, you don't have to, right? Figure out what your thing is and how you're going to do it because it's unique to you, organic to you, you know? And so I love the fact that you're like, these are the things I'm focused on and this is it. This is what I'm doing in my business. Nobody has to understand, but you. And once you start raking in those dollars, people are going to say, well, how did you do this? You know? And so you're going to be the leader. You're going to be the one explaining to people and teaching them on how you handle the process for yourself. Yeah. And I think that, that there's so much value in the knowledge that we each have as individuals um, in our business. Absolutely. We all got to go through the, pro- I call it like going through the forest to get to the clearing. We all have to go through it, you know, to, to know what it's like, even if, and you and I are the same. We both have been professionals. We both accomplish these amazing things in the corporate world. And yet when we come to our business, we still start at the beginning. Every single start person will <laughs> struggle, you know, still struggle. Yes. There are things I'm like, Google analytics, like I know Google analytics, I know the purpose, right? But if you want me to go in there and start doing some, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I have to educate myself. So when it comes time to like, okay, give me a nugget that I can apply today that I can begin to get used to that. Now that I'm used to that one piece now, okay, I can layer on another piece. Right. Yes. And that's the, that's how you educate, like trying to take all of these courses and all of these things that are out there. That's like, I just want to tell people like pick one, like (laughs) pick one thing a quarter that you are going to take for educational or research purposes, you know, like focus it in. And yes. limit yourself because you cannot, it's like a water faucet. And how do you retain any of that and still get work done in your business as a solopreneur, as a side hustler? I it's, agree. It's, look at that time that you mapped out of what you can do in your business. And do you really need to spend three hours of your five hour block researching how to, you know, I don't know, set up something in your business that you really don't need? Or do you need to work on your business, you know? Yes. Oh my goodness. So Dana, tell us how people can find you and your academy, or if they want to work with you directly, what's the best place? So the best place to find me, dlmorales.com that has everything on it. I am on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as Dana L'Oreal Morales. And so as far as Organized Academy, and I have... um, a special um, offer for your listeners if they are interested in just checking it out and seeing if it's something they would like to do. If they go to dlmorales.com forward slash OA gift and then put in pounds IPIE, then they will get the first month of Organized Academy for $10. 
Um, and then each additional month is $25 after that if they choose to stay in the academy. Um, but they will have access to all the hubs, all the training hubs, and, and that site will show them the list of the training hubs. And each of the training hubs has many trainings. And so I add to those on a regular basis uh, based on the information and the questions that I receive from, from the members. And so uh, that's how they can get involved in that if they have interest. And then the website has access for one-on-one -on -one coaching if that is something that people as well. And then of course I have organized holistically, which is the name of my podcast. Awesome. All right, everybody go check out Dana and thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a great episode. Thank you, Lindsay, for having me. I appreciate it.